0: Bartholomew, can you set up a safe house so we can lay low?
1: I believe I can, I say. I say I definitely can.
0: Uh,
2: Well, it might be a little too late for that, mate. Hey, it's you from the street.
0: Did you find some Halo?
2: Bloody hell, mate. We're here to kill you and take the portal.
0: Well, I hate to disappoint you, but the portal isn't here. We stashed it.
1: Actually, it's right here. We were supposed to trade it, remember? Uh, damn it, man. You were supposed to leave it at the law office. Are you dumb, boy? Thanks, mate. Saved us a walk. Sorry, guys. I, I guess I wasn't r- listening to the plan. I said, boys, get behind those crates. I said, hurry! Jeez, did you see that? Mr. Layjet? stopped like three ah, fireballs.
2: Uh, yeah, but it doesn't look like he's got that much left in him we need to figure out
0: something start opening crates maybe we can find a
2: weapon oh these are just glass bottles i guess i guess as they come over the crates i'm gonna stab them with this bottle hey guys these bottles are full of halo this must
1: be one of those smuggler stashes i was talking about we don't have time for your nonsense wazoo oh boys i say boys i think i'm spent
2: stay down you old bird (laughs) Obnixus doesn't want us to kill you and piss off the legal eagles.
0: Yes, I got
2: one in the eye.
1: Okay, guys, I think I have a plan.
0: Those are you going to drink.
1: Yeah, man, you're starting to glow. (sighs) Guys, I feel all powerful. I bet this is how Heliot feels after he's drunk 16 bottles of Halo. Now what? I'm going to start the portal what we need a power source i'm gonna be the power source holy it's working Uh, guys go through the portal wherever it goes it's gotta be safer than here you're coming with us right Uh, i can't i have
2: to keep the portal open you can't stay you'll die just go
0: i guess this is goodbye i'm gonna miss you wazoo You were the best, most annoying friend I ever had. You were a good friend
1: too, Walter. Bye. Bye.
0: No.
2: Episode of Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves you too can be a pro so long as you can figure out where your regional championship qualifiers are held. I'm your host, the moderator, if you will, Dave, and with me is Ben. Hi, everybody. And other Dave. I'm here.
1: Yay. Speaking of regional store championship things, the last one that we had at my store was where they gave out the Archmage's Charm and the Dark Confidant. Is that right? Is yeah. That a different you,
2: thing? You, well, no, that was just the store championship. This is technically different. Oh, okay. But that was the last uh, event that Wizards put on. Oh, I forgot to update you guys about that. Yeah.
1: other so, yeah. way. But so my store held it on a day that unfortunately had to unexpectedly go out of town. So I couldn't participate. Um, However, like 80% of the people, it was such a low turnout, like 80% of the people got the cards and I'm so mad about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's rough, buddy. Yeah, I totally would (laughs) have won it like easy.
0: It's kind of really
1: (laughs) disappointed. What
2: format was your store doing?
1: Um, They were doing standard because modern is a even worse turnout.
2: Oh, I see.
1: Um, And even more. And then uh, pioneer even worse than that. Oh yeah. Pioneer. Nobody turns out for (laughs) It's
0: just sitting alone. No, literally. So I
1: I went to modern (laughs) last week and nobody showed up. Uh, So me and the guy in the store just played around a pioneer. Um, And then one other guy came later and I played him in pioneer, but. Yeah, that's as much. I'm trying to get people interested in it so I can play.
2: Nice. But, uh,
0: but how uh, how is that going? Are you just like, here's money to buy a deck? Because I feel like that's the only way to get people interested in
1: <laughs> Well, I I I have some decks that I let people use, and then yeah, I... I'm hoping that that inspires them to say, "Hey, this is
2: cool. I might invest in this." but it's not cool, so. Just uh, go all Oprah Winfrey on them and go, you get a challenger deck and you get a challenger deck. (laughs) Right. You all get challenger decks. Yeah, so we'll see
1: how it goes over time.
2: Nice. You up to anything else this week you'd like to talk about? Or I assume that happened this week, the Pioneer thing.
1: Yeah, that was um, this past week. I, I have started playing a little bit historic on Arena, but we can talk about that later.
0: Why your voice sound so high pitched today?
1: I don't know. I'm okay. talking like I normally am, but it feel it does feel like it's uh not good. Yeah, I, I feels, can hear it back. Uh, it sounds like it's you're, you're making
0: a voice. Like you're trying oh. to change your voice.
1: Uh hopefully it doesn't come through on the recording.
0: We're so, all gonna uh, talk like this. I'm Batman. Welcome to the Gears of War Magic the Gathering
1: podcast. <laughs> Cog tags. Chainsaw okay. guns. Bandanas Chainsaws are cool Chainsaw What? (laughs) Dom Give me that chainsaw What?
2: (laughs) Anyhow What have you been up to this uh, week other, Dave? Uh, By and large,
0: mostly just work Uh, I've, I've been playing a little bit more Historic I have not played with any of the historic anthology cards Although I have played against a few of them
2: As have I But we can talk about that later
0: um, I personally
2: have just been doing, um, okay. a lot of what, Huh? Huh? what <laughs> anyway, this week I've been doing mostly challenge stuff, but we could talk about that later.
0: We're just going to talk about everything later.
2: Well, yeah. So I guess we could go right into the news. The first story I wanted to bring up is that wizards announced a couple of promos. They're going to be giving out during the regional championship qualifiers and then the regional championship that qualifies you for the Pro Tour. Why don't we just uh, go through what the promos are and then talk about what I actually want to talk about, which is not promos. So uh, why don't you just read off the list of promos there, Ben?
1: The cards that you can get from October 1st to December 18th is Thraven Inspector and Selfless Spirit. Yes, Uh, and those would
2: be the regional championship qualifiers
1: they um the the art's really sick it's cool art especially yeah, the it got
2: spirit got some neon uh neon vibes to it yeah i like it specifically
1: uh courtesy of uh the artist justine jones thraben inspector is new artwork from yuko shimizu
2: Awesome. Uh, and then um, for the regional championship you are getting uh, Gideon Ally of Zendikar also in the Neon Vibes treatment. Courtesy of Alexis Zerit. Now that we've listed those off, let's talk about the real story behind the story. Which, which is, is how
0: good the art on Gideon is.
2: Yeah, it's really it, cool. It is really good art. I love all the, the, the promo art on this with the I don't know. I feel like it reminds me of Kamigawa. Am I wrong to say that? Because mm. all Niani and uh, neat looking. No, I think the self-spirit
1: kind of the... especially looks like Kamigawa. That's definitely that flavor. Yeah. But so I'm not time. wrong to, no. to
0: be getting those vibes.
1: Okay.
0: I, I feel like the Gideon one looks like it belongs in a comic book. Like The action is yeah. the way it's drawn. I agree. The uh, stark palette. Yeah. What did you really want to talk about?
2: I still have no clue how to get any of these promos because I, like, don't know how to look up where my championship qualifiers are around me. And I know that sounds dumb because why don't you just look it up? But it's nowhere, like, you go to the DreamHack website, which covers the United States, and you go, okay, I want to find out where my regional championship qualifier is. You go, you scroll all the way down to the bottom of their page. They're like, locate a store. You click that. It takes you to the Wizards website. Does not tell you when it is, where it is, who's doing it, nothing. And it's so obfuscated obfuscated that it's kind of frustrating to me. Mm. And then to top it all off, you're like, okay, what about the uh, regional championship, which uh, they're having somewhere? I'm going to guess Atlanta because they keep bringing it up, but also it's not like on their website clearly. I don't know. Am I wrong? Am I just a big dunderhead?
1: I don't think it's just a you problem. I think because, that the messaging like, around this has been quite confusing.
2: Like you go to their website and it's like, hey, this is how you, as a, WMP, a WPN store, this is how you sign up to host a qualifier. And then they have a thing that at the very bottom that says regional championships that you click and it tells you what kind of money you can get, but it doesn't tell you where or when the, God, the thing is, you know? Maybe it's something that they haven't quite nailed down
1: where, so they're not really saying right now. But, like, that's fine and understandable, I guess, but... It could be, like, bit. in real big, bold letters, information coming soon or yeah,
0: something Yeah, and like also... That. I, I bet part of it, is the dates because it doesn't have to be held on the same date, right? There's like a date range that the shop has to hold it in. Yes. So the shop probably just applies for approval, probably doesn't give them the date. And so, that, oh, yeah. Yeah. But
2: it, it just, I just feel like there should be a better way than sending you to Wizard's generic store locator. Yeah. just calling all of your local shops and being like, hey, Sh- should I have to do that though? Um, I do see a bit right here, and this is what I mean by I think it's in Atlanta. It says the format for the DreamHack Atlanta Magic Regional Championship is Pioneer. So the regional championship is happening in Atlanta, but, and it's Pioneer. so
0: oh, that, Ben? You know. You're going
2: to have an advantage.
1: See, yeah. You, uh, That's why I'm doing this all. You guys didn't know that? Where's your
2: regional qualifier at? I then?
1: don't know. I'm trying to figure that out.
2: I just feel like the information should be easier to get for these tournaments especially since they're supposed to be really important to the competitive community and stuff you shouldn't have to start out being sherlock holmes in order to figure out where your regional championship qualifier is before you can even play magic okay so what would
0: you like wizards to do
2: uh i mean honestly i don't think wizards has to do anything other than tell DreamHack to put it on their website like as i was saying earlier like just sending you to the store locator to try to find something that way is silly because the store locator is terribly out of date. I know for a fact, there's some stores in my area that it pops up that they don't do magic at anymore or they don't, they don't hold um, in store events anymore. So like sending me there to find a store that's close to me that I then go to and they're like, yeah, we don't do that no more. Isn't working. uh, And for obvious reasons, but if like, Dreamhack knows who's holding them because you have to fill out for a pack and to get the the approval and stuff. So why don't they just put who they know is holding them and when? But on, that's the thing that I
0: just want to do. They know when.
2: Okay, but they know who.
0: Like they might know. They might
2: not know when, but also when you fill out the pack, they could be like, pick a date and tell us when you're holding them, so that we know. You know. Yeah. Um, it's just. It's frustrating because I would like to, like, at least check this out. I mean, I feel like that's okay. got to
0: be hard on the store, though, too. Because, like, they have to apply, right? <laughs> uh, how do you pick a date when you don't even know if you're actually going to be able to have the tournament?
2: That's fair, I suppose. Um, now, but... I can understand
0: being like, all right, you guys are approved. Now tell us the date. But then what happens is... Store get back to you. Like it seems like there's a lot of things that can kind of make that up But I do agree there should be somewhere where you can at least see what stores are doing it.
2: Yeah, I mean if that's the best I could get, I would settle for that because then at least I know who to call instead of calling the, the fifteen shops that are in a the distance I'm willing to drive to ask them personally which one is doing what. There's
0: only fifteen shops in the distance you're willing to drive. Where are you willing to drive? Five minutes.
2: Yeah, but basically. I'm very lazy. I hate driving,
1: man. I don't know, I'm trying to make sense of this FAQ. It looks like there's a, a you you got to have like a premium status, a WPM premium status to run it maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that, that would give sense. you, if you could find out which stores are premium, then I would give you an idea of what is available at this point. But it seems like they're still waiting for applications to be, you know, approved and set up and then the store has to buy a kit and then xyz on and on and that's not ready yet
2: it seems so so this is happening in october descent october 1st to december so that's what august september three months away yeah. i guess maybe i'm being a little too hard on them with their their dating um in that regard because you know driving to the shop that. Uh, half an hour away isn't that big of a deal. And this isn't. This is the first time DreamHacks
1: kind of got the nod, right? They, yeah, they're they're just starting this. So maybe as it goes forward, it'll work out.
2: Mm-hmm. It'll, well, they're a huge event organizer for the Kinks computer yeah. games. So, yeah. I mean, they should um, have their together.
0: I mean, I have to drive a half hour no matter what if I wanted to go play in a paper tournament. There is no, I, I guess, official. There is a place here in town that holds them kind of like ramshackle, you know, no real judge or mm-hmm. just some old dude. Almost feels like it's being held in a basement. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I I don't go to those. Those scare me. I
2: think horror movies start out like that.
0: Yeah, and there's a there's another shop here in town, but they definitely don't hold any official events. They just have.
2: So I I guess I will give them a pass on the regional qualifiers but there should be more information on the championship the regional championship I mean that's uh between February 25th and April 2nd that they're holding that and we know that it's in Atlanta but people got to make plans you know yeah so well you have to qualify first so <laughs> well well yeah but also you don't have to go like. It's easier to make plans and then cancel them than it is to make plans on the spur of the moment.
1: Right. Yeah, kind of and, and
2: they—they are running
1: that. It's not like their own show. You know, they should. Yeah, that's their own show. Yeah, or yeah, it's not like a mm-hmm. random shop hosting them. They're—I mean—they're—it's their baby, so they should have.
2: Yeah, and it's—it's you know. it's just confusing to I'm
1: me. So a little I don't confused
0: know. by that too, because I mean will be scheduled between February 25th and April
2: 2nd is a huge date range. Right. Yeah, and um that is because this is me having Watsi's back, so don't accuse me of just being a hater. That's the regional for the world. So there's 11 different organizers for each region for uh, the world.
1: Yeah, so they can do that yeah. within that date range. Yeah. So DreamHack's so just those, not got that all in order yet.
2: Yeah, which is weird to me.
1: <laughs> hey, so, I'm I don't know. I'm gonna just say from my perspective, I'm not even sure. And we've talked about this multiple times, and I've read a bunch of stuff, and I'm still not sure how I qualify to be on the pro tour. Wait, you know, I know there's some things you can do on arena well, but, and MTGO, hey. and I don't know how that works. And then I'm I can go play face and face to face, and that makes a little bit more sense because it's more tangible. But I don't have a an
0: idea of where. You know, so it's I little, can it's answer very that confusing. question for you. In your case, you don't qualify.
1: Oh, you saying I'm that bad?
0: <laughs> I yeah, wouldn't I just, say that.
1: I just got to get more I reps in. It. That's all. That's why I'm trying to trick people into playing Pioneer with me, so I get more reps in. I'm gonna have to bust down and and do MTGO. I think it's the only solution. <laughs> Probably.
0: I I know people who have gone that route before and have said that it's not that bad. It's not as
2: bad as it It's fine.
0: Feels like,
2: but um, they posted the pyramid again in the uh, in the news article. They sure so you did. Start at the bottom, and you work your way up. That's how it works.
1: They sure did. You,
2: step one is prove your skill at your local scene, uh-huh. and then step, step two is step one they don't is play pioneer with the sweaty masses. Step one is figure out where your championship qualifier is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the largest part of the pyramid. They seem to have cut off the save space. Yeah. Um.
1: And, and unfortunately, you can't just do it on Arena because Pioneer is not on Arena. I mean, we're getting those anthologies, so, mm-hmm. but it, well, they won't be in there before the Pro Tour. It won't be Pioneer yet. That's going to be a multi-year thing. So,
0: Yeah. Right, but that we- one, I mean, you're getting an invite to that one, so I assume you're going to know where that one is. Like you have to qualify for that one, right? Right, yes. So, yeah, it's not like you're not going to qualify for it and they're going to be like, all right, here's your scavenger hunt clues. Geo <laughs> Geocaching.
2: <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of cool, actually. Okay. Um, speaking so, of anthologies. Um, speaking of anthologies. You need to um, start by looking at the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> it's written on the back. <laughs> Gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I do appreciate a good National Treasure reference. Speaking of national treasures, how about them their anthologies? Meh. Huh? Meh. meh. Um meh. meh I was I
1: was I most excited about the preview cards and then when they released the rest of them, I was like, Oh, okay, so the real notable cards were in the preview cards. Got it.
2: Yes. Um, let's take a look at the historic bundle. Because I have some questions. Uh-huh. Specifically, they released the uh, Modern Horizon Artifact Lands. Yep. What does this do for Historic?
1: With the, just specifically in the lands? Yeah. Like what? Like okay. So I was I was brewing yeah. some decks, and I said, "Oh, with this, it's probably got like helping uh, Affinity be a, a viable archetype in Historic." So I spent a bunch of wild cards building an affinity deck, and I think I've come to the conclusion that it might be better not using the artifact lands since they come into play tapped.
2: It's very, like, limiting in that regard. So there is enough affinity artifacts and stuff in Historic right now to do an affinity? Mm, yeah, but it's not it's not the deck. greatest. Um,
1: it's not yeah, like it's really, the modern paper. One, but yeah, I don't
0: think this is for affinity. I
2: mean, okay, what do you think it's for?
0: I think they are giving you an option that helps you counter land destruction for your dual land.
2: Okay, I I can get that. That uh, that gruel land destruction deck is a little annoying, so well, I can buy that. My uh, my hot my flaming hot take was: is this uh, pre pre planting? Artifact lands in the historic format because they know what's in Brothers War, which most assuredly has to be an artifact set.
0: It's, yeah, it's no possible. Artifacts in the Brothers War.
2: What are you smoking, friend? Come on. Have you read the books? I have. There's plenty of artifacts. <laughs>
1: I know. I read it. Too. So now the Gruul deck just needs to run Shadow Spear, and then they can destroy your land.
0: I, some of these cards actually kind of because I have been playing historic a lot, I'm surprised I have not seen some sort
2: of these. Okay, so I have a funny story. So I'm playing my deck uh, that I worked up for historic, the historic challenge, and I drop a big creature on the ground on the on the battlefield, and then a rabbit bite my opponent's only creature, take it off the board, and then they drop Chalice of the Void for two, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. That deals with some of my removal because a rabid bite is two. And I'm like, okay, guess I just won't cast any more rabid bites. And then the next turn, I don't even know what card they played, but it was a, a, a two converted mana cost card and Chalice countered it. And then they just quit. <laughs> so I, don't, I was like hmm. rolling. I was like, that's, that's good stuff. Um, so I've seen Chalice of the Void, I think is the only card. I've seen so far from this. Well, I haven't yeah. seen Bundle. any
0: of the cards from this yet. I expected to see more Chalices. I, I mean, Glimpse, I don't really see a lot of Mill decks. I know rogues are out there, but th- does Glimpse even fit into that deck the way it's built? Probably not.
1: Mm. Yeah, this this offering was kind of uh, middling, I'd say.
0: I really thought <laughs> I would yeah. see more Goifs.
1: Yeah, I didn't see any.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen any of them yet either.
1: No, they'll uh, probably come, but also Goyf, um, people have kind of moved past Goyf too, so...
0: I mean, they've moved past it in modern because of the power level, Right. that's not... That is not historic. Right. Historic does not have that power
1: level. Well, they might come come to it eventually.
2: I don't know why. I mean, I know it can still get fatal
0: push, but um, still...
2: So, back to my thing about... I just want confirmation. I want to be told my big boy smart brain. So, do you think the artifact lands are for Brothers War pre-plants, or just... Because of the Gruel Destruction deck, what's more likely? Why not both, if you will? Um, yeah.
1: There's probably a multitude of reasons, all three probably, to help Affinity out to make indestructible lands for the to counter the Gruul and for Brothers War or Dominaria. It's it's probably a mixture of all three. But again, mm. I I mean, even in modern people have moved away from these lands because they come into play tapped and it's it leaves you. Like, you're always a turn behind, basically, you know, if you just run these. Yeah.
0: Like, I didn't know there was any land in Modern that I ever came to play
1: tapped. They prefer not to. The Triomes are about it. Okay. I Like I said, I, I'm not playing the Affinity for the challenge because I just didn't like how it... I mean, it still comes out very fast, but it's it seems like on the same power as every other deck. Not, mm-hmm. not like Affinity usually is. And I kind of have that idea in Modern as well. Uh, like in paper form. But there's more access yeah. to different cards, so it's a little more powerful in modern.
2: So uh, any other notable cards in this anthology that you guys want to talk
0: about? Um,
1: I can talk about one of them later, but I don't want to spoil my deck.
0: Okay. Oh, that's well, bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do it in the challenge area.
0: But you guys know my deck already.
1: Well, I didn't.
0: Uh, we thought you were changing it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, that's but, fair.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, now you spoiled something.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alright,
2: well, let's move to uh, the Explorer anthology, which I think offered some more interesting cards. I have at or, least seen
0: some of these cards.
2: See, I haven't played a lot of Explorer this week. Yeah,
0: well, they're in Historic too.
2: Uh that's true. I did get Supreme Verdict once. Yeah, I, I've guys. seen
0: the. I've seen Favorite Hoplite. I have seen in, uh, yeah. in fact
2: that that deck that the uh, Favorite Hoplite is actually really good.
0: Yeah,
2: it it like just gets away from you real quick. Yeah. Uh yeah. I have seen
0: <clears throat> searing blood, supernova mystic and the Okay.
1: Same verdict. So where are we at on just, the siege Rhino? Is that still a good card?
0: I didn't know. I thought that was only a good card in standard when it came out. Yeah.
1: I'm not I don't know. I mean it, it's a it's it's a good card, but is it still played, I guess? Um, I like I it. it. Yeah. It's a big thing. Is
2: it in any pioneer decks? No. Uh negative okay.
0: I think I think its biggest problem is the colors that it's in. I mean, yeah, four, five or four that gains you three life. It takes three life from your opponent, it's good, but
1: And has trample.
0: Yeah. But the the support in those colors around it, like I don't know I can't think of any green, black, white deck at all that I've ever seen.
1: What's the name of that colour combination?
0: I can't even think of it. That's how little it gets played.
2: <laughs> it's uh salti. Oh, salti. No, yeah.
0: no, salti is black, green, blue. That's, oh,
2: you're right. It's um. God, what is
0: it? Um,
1: <laughs> right. So I
0: can't even remember.
2: I'm not. I'm not going to waste any time trying. It.
1: I think the standout in this list is actually my buddy Dark Seal
2: Citadel. Holler.
0: Azan yeah. is what it's called.
2: Yeah. Thank you for looking at. That, that would have haunted me forever. Um yeah, I was excited to see
0: that card. Uh,
1: that's a that's a stud. A, dark Steel Citadel.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I mean I've already played into two decks where the whole goal is to Darksteel install artifact in Dark Steel Citadel. So Yeah. Ooh, that
2: is that is tight. It's indestructible. Um, so does this uh anthology set release change? landscape of explorer notably um i think it'll just
1: slot decks in like things will slot into decks where they go i'm not i'm not sure i can't comment on if things will like crop up new different decks because of them like supreme vertical go in the control deck the elvis mystic will go in the mono green ramp and Mm calitas trader of get will go in the Rakdos mid range, Moslem Wonder going mm. the mono blue, but other than that, I I don't
2: know what else. I just want to uh, point out my boy here at the bottom, Hangerback Walker. <laughs> he, he, it's a good card. He, he makes me happy. I, I I'm glad to see that card on arena. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's such a neat card, man. Yeah, when I experimented with it, it. I was
1: like, and ultimately ended up not putting it in my affinity deck
2: are you letting us know and by not by not saying it that your historic challenge deck is an affinity no i said that i did not go with that deck oh okay yeah you keep talking about this affinity deck. well i tried
1: it and that's that's one of my other when i said earlier that like yeah brewing brewing on arena is not fun You spend it really, you spend so it, much, it really like isn't. you have this really good idea, and then you spend so many wild cards, and then you're like, oh, well, that didn't work out. And then you try, you have to spend more wild mm-hmm. cards to get a different card. Ugh.
2: Yeah. So let's just wrap this piece up, and then we can go into uh, our challenge discussion. Uh, any other comments on Explorer Anthology One or both anthologies in general? No. Okay, so didn't really change the landscape, but it yet. gave yeah. little, yet, toys to existing decks. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I mean, that and Soul Artifact deck is new, and Favorite Hoplite is a pretty big addition to some of those decks. But I don't know if that deck is any good or not, because by the times that I matched up against it, I trounced it. It's possible that they were not good builds, that people were just trying something out, where it's possible that the deck is bad. Buffalo just had great hands. I don't know. I only matched up against it twice, so I can't really.
2: Yeah. Well, time will it. tell, I guess, uh, cause it's only been out for less than a week. So I guess we'll, uh, check back in on the, check back in on the state of Explorer, uh, at some point in the future,
0: but if it sucks, it's Ben's fault. Yep.
2: Cause yep. Yeah, I'm yep. the
0: Explorer guy, I guess.
2: Um, so let's move on to the historic challenge and, uh, let's give a brief over deck, uh, over deck. Overview of, of our decks that we chose. Other day put out the challenge. So, uh, let's, uh, begin with a brief overview of the decks. Who wants to go first?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll go first since my deck is kind of already out there. I have it on a mono red aggro deck. It's pretty simple. Awesome. It's Mono a red aggro.
2: Hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> uh. Not really much
0: else to say about it, is
2: there? let's just say about this, uh, Henry, uh, like, uh, key cards in it that really make the deck
0: perform. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Goblin Chain Whirler.
2: Oh, I am too. And, and uh, uh, does work. And
0: Torbren's, uh always a fun card.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the one that doubles uh damage from red sources. Uh
0: well it adds two damage
2: to all it. Oh it's two damage. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. Um okay let's move on to uh Ben's deck, because I'm interested to hear what he came up with. So in the uh, Historic Anthology, you might have
1: noticed a card that was in there. I'm trying to get the name of it. Retrofitter Foundry. So I saw that card and I said, wow, that seems like it might be a really nifty uh, addition. So I kind of built me a Thopter uh, deck that generates a ton of Thopters using a lot of cards from the Kaladesh Okay. Um, you play a card; it makes what thotters. colors are you in? Uh, it's blue, white, and red. Well, it really only oh, has okay. one red card in there, but the mana worked out as such that it's it's pretty consistent that way. Cool. Um, and a lot of artifacts. Cool. Um So a lot of artifacts. Kind of the idea is that you make the thoughtders and you hit them with them. Nice. Um. Yeah. Favorable wins in your in your deck. Um. Well, not to spoil it but there's this card that, that I've found. It's called Junkwinder. It's a Modern Horizons uh-huh. Uncommon. Uh, I've never seen it played anywhere. This card has affinity for tokens. It costs like seven converted mana costs. It's like a four or five. Um, And so you get it out for two blue because you have a bunch of Thopters. And it has another effect on it that whenever you play a token... You get to tap target creature, uh, or yeah, I think it's creature, it maybe non-land permanent, but anyway, you tap something of the opponent's and it doesn't untap during their next untap step. So essentially, Ooh. you generate all these Thopters when then you tap all the opponent's stuff so they can't hit you. Uh, I'm hoping it works out okay. We'll see though.
0: Okay. And then you find that's out the cool.
1: one change that someone made to their
0: deck was that add Store.
2: Right. <laughs> Hopefully not. Lock in the decks, man. That's why you got to do it. Okay, well, that leaves me. And um, I think I had mentioned when uh, the Alchemy uh, Baldur's Gate came out that I wanted to try a gate deck. Uh, so that's what I did. I put together a gate deck. I didn't use any of the cards from... Any of the anthologies because they weren't really needed. A pretty good gate deck, I think. Um, it's, it has the uh, basic components of the gate deck, so it's got the Gatebreaker Ram, Gates Ablaze, the Gatekeeper Colossus, and the Gargoyle thingy are the main creatures and stuffs. And then an epic butt ton of gates thanks to Baldurs Gate. So and uh, follow the tracks, which was the alchemy card that conjures gates. That's my brief overview. Basically, put big creatures out quickly. Gatekeeper Colossus gets cost reduction for each gate you have. Nice. I think it works out pretty well. I was playing the uh, ranked queue and got, you know, a decent win rate. So a lot better than the the uh, Smuggler's Stash. Oh yeah. Deck. So hmm. I'm interested to see how all this works because uh, I think we got a pretty decent range of decks. Really interested to see how your thropper deck pulls.
1: Yeah, out, well, comes out. he mentioned his goblin chain whirler, and that worries me more than anything, to be honest. Well, got gates of blaze, man,
2: so maybe you're going to be in a world of hurt. I
0: say gates of blaze is what is my concern.
2: Oh, maybe I'll win this time. I'm getting excited. Okay, well, we will be streaming later today, and uh, we'll come back and tell you how it is.
1: Okay, welcome back. We have done the challenge and Superior Dave remains Superior Dave with the first place finish. Second place is myself and third place is Moderator Dave. If you want to see the matches being played, go ahead and check the link in the show notes and navigate to our YouTube where you will find the video there.
0: Uh, since Why don't you bring your deck up, Ben, on yeah. your
2: screen? Who's, bringing their, who's showing their deck off first?
1: I'm showing my deck off, I guess. Okay. This was my deck. I didn't get hardly any of the things that I use. Uh, His deck did not get hardly any of what he yes, used. Yes, exactly. Like I didn't even see the junk winder, man. The junk winder.
0: Ah, oh, yeah.
1: It kind of takes over stuff, but the problem is that I, I, I guess since with the against a red aggro deck, the spot removal uh, keeps me from having enough. To get the junk winder out, because I can get the junk winder out on turn three if nobody messes with my stuff, but or turn four maybe, but that's only if nobody messes with the stuff.
0: Assuming no opponent interaction is always a mistake. Well,
1: yes. Well, I'm saying what I'm saying is that the red spot removal prevents the junk winder from really being used. I, I I understand that
0: in that specific matchup, that's what you're referring to. But in that's any matchup, that's why I went
1: my sideboard and put more. uh Removal in or these master tinkers in.
0: Uh, Will you quit whining about the sideboard?
1: (laughs) Well, we need, I just think we need to do sideboards.
2: Look, man, I only (laughs) got so much bandwidth in my brain, I can't handle sideboards.
0: So, what, but what I was going to say, like, there is no matchup right now where you're not going to have interaction with your things. People are going to come after your things. Doesn't matter. Even against a non red aggro deck, everything right now.
1: Right. But if, if, if you have a fast deck that goes up against this, my sideboard should be to combat fast decks because that's the weakness of this deck. So I know there's going to be interaction regardless. A lot of it I can take because I eventually stabilize, right? So it's, it's all about minimizing like the damage. And then when I stabilize at four health and you can't hit me anymore, then I win the game. But like I said, it was poor against the red aggro. That's the point.
0: I, I mean, my deck also specifically has ways to get to you that are not creatures. You know, the Roiling Vortex. Yeah, direct damage. And the, the Bone Crusher Giants. and mm-hmm. Specifically against your sure deck also, the Raptor probably is, uh, yeah. like, if you would have had white mana open the time you said you would have played a Jango, I would not have attacked with the Raptor. But I was like, okay, the only mana he has is blue and red, and if he has something to kill the raptor in red, he has something to kill the raptor in red. It doesn't make a difference if I attack or not. But if he has white, then I could attack with it. I could go into an jungle or some kind of attacking, blocking creature thing. I would leave him back, because he would be key in your matchup. As many tokens as you make, taking a damage for each token, I, I wouldn't have risked him. I mean, if we're just talking you know, areas of improvement, I guess, like, we didn't see a lot of these cards. I assume the ornithopter is in there so that you can sacrifice it to the Foundry and get there a little bit quicker.
1: Um, Essentially, you have a turn two four four if you have both of those in your
0: opening hand. And Shadow Sphere is just... uh, Was it just a filler card? Did you just need something there?
1: Well, I like the idea of having it. I mean, I could get get rid of the Shadow Sphere, but when you have... um, I had two in at one point, and then I cut the one to add more removal, but... I needed to cut more to add more removal, but I had a deck uh submission. So if I keep tooling this, what I would do is I would consider removing the Shadow Spear. It is really nice to have that, that trample with your nettle cyst was the the idea initially.
0: Uh I don't hate Shadow Spear, I think it's a really good card, but I think you either need to run multiples or not run them because one of is just your you're not going to see it. Well, so that's
1: why Oswald Tinkerpot, Cobblepot, or whatever his name is, when he when he goes and finds artifacts, he sack an artifact, he goes and finds artifacts. That's why I I considered him as well. So he could find these two artifacts the Shadow Sphere Retrofitter Foundry. He can go find things, or even an Ornithopter. Or
0: the Light like March of uh, Otherworldly Light. I think that's a good addition.
1: Yeah. It was this banishing slash is nice. Uh, I was playing between the two of them, and like I mentioned earlier, it being an enchantment also buffs the nettle net cyst, so mm-hmm. that's nice. And it only costs three forever. So if I tried to get Dave's eight eight with the march, I would have had to pay out the wazoo. To... Right, I know a good
0: a mix of both of them is smart. I'm not, I, I just saying, I like the two over there and the two of the banishing yeah. light. I don't think sideboard is going to be. As big for you as I think it is, as you think it is, because you're acting like your opponent's not going to sideboard. Like if I had built a sideboard, there would be artifact hate in my sideboard for for sure. Because Absolutely. even not even not knowing what you're building, I'm in red. It's easy access to artifact hate, and it's probably a weakness of mine. And if I go strong into artifact hate in my sideboard, I'm just as good against you as I probably was before, even with your sideboard.
1: Mm, yeah, fair. But sideboarding is half the battle, GI Joe.
0: Gee, that's, it wasn't half of this battle because we said no sideboards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's it. That's uh, the thing. In place of the Overseer, I could play the Master Tinkerer to make my Thopters more bigger. But what I found is when I turned them into 4 4s, they no longer got the buff, so it's kind of like not as synergistic. But in some situations, that can help. The other one that's not in my sideboard is Psy Master Thopterist. Um, when you cast an artifact spell, create a 1-1 one, one color, Thupter, and then you can sac two artifacts to draw a card. So it's less important the top one and more important the sac two artifacts. Plus the big back end helps against, you know, would have helped against, like, Garble and Chain Whirlers.
0: Yeah, I actually think Sai is, is the better. If you cast a lot of artifacts, you're going to get a lot of Thopters out of it. It's I think that gets you there S- quicker than...
1: So... The Steel Overseer was the latest addition. I was trying. I probably if I probably switch back to Sai because
0: Sai is what I what's, had in. What's the World Rogue do? Or whatever okay, so the
1: World Rogue is actually really important. Okay, so it makes two thopters when you put it out, but the tap two untapped artifacts you control target creature can't be blocked. So that's whatever yeah. has the nettle cyst on it. Yeah, no, that's anyway. that's good. I, just, I couldn't. I didn't
0: know what it did because so I'd never seen it. But I didn't see it in my match. Yeah. And then the uh the blue the blue red dude.
1: He makes two Thopters, but you can improvise, so basically I pay a red and a
0: blue for him. I think maybe I would put Psy in over him.
1: I don't know, dude. <laughs> this guy is I mean, when you can play him for red and a blue and you drop three things, you know, two one one flyers and a two two. It's pretty Yeah.
0: But I mean you're you're paying one more for Psy, and in the long run you're probably getting more Thopters out of it. And I try it. And Psy, I think also, like Psy and Steel Overseer both are targets for removal, which means your other stuff is more free to do what it needs to do. Whereas that dude, I would just let him sit there. I wouldn't go after him at all. Mm -hmm. Because once you play him, he's okay. He's a 2-2.
1: Yeah. Unless I happen to bounce him with Ottawara, but (laughs) I've never actually done that.
0: Yeah. And then you get into a situation that's not an optimal line of play. No,
1: no. I've never actually done it. Like I said,
0: um, I I would. I wish I
1: had had Sigh in there over the Steel Overseer. And you bounce it with Ottawa. Yeah,
0: mouse over the the land.
1: It's artifact creature enchantment or planeswalker.
0: Yeah, but I, for some reason I thought it said opponent. You can, opponents.
1: Um, no, um, to its owner's okay. hand.
0: Hmm? Yeah, you're right.
1: All right. So yeah, this was this was a bad call because I had him in my hand one time, but I knew he was just going to die if I put him out. So I was playing different. Uh, plays the Steel Overseer yeah. against you, and it's Psy, Psy. is all ultimately the best move, uh, besides the Steel Overseer. Like, if you're talking about Master Trinketeer or Psy or Overseer, it's, it's Psy, I think. Yeah, let's just move on
2: to yours. Okay, so what we have here is my deck. Um, I don't know, it just didn't come out and get any of my threats. I like randomness. Kind of sucks. I don't know. Um, you but you
0: show me the gatekeeper guard, gargoyle. I'm not familiar with that one.
2: That's okay. a pretty nice one. So it's nice.
0: I agree. He's just expensive.
2: Well, yeah. I.
0: Play. I mean, ideally in this, you have threats turn four. Yeah. Turn three. Turn if uh,
2: everything. Yeah, if everything shakes out the way it's supposed to by getting some ramp early and stuff. Turn three, I can lay one of these gate breaker yeah. down. Um, turn four. Or turn five, we can put one of these down because I'll have four gates in play by then.
0: I mean, if you have the land or elf, then you can drop it turn four because you should have four mm-hmm. gates and the, well, yeah. one of them will be tapped. Mm-hmm. You have three mana you know, plus the elf. Yep,
2: cost reduction. Like if I can get an early growth spiral off with land in my hand, I can drop two lands a turn and then that'll put me back on on course. You know what I'm saying? Where I won't nah. be behind because of am coming into play tapped but the the big trick in my deck, and I pulled this off uh last night when I was playing is doing the bane fire and having like a bunch of gates in play, yeah, and then the Baldur's using Gate. Baldur's skate's second ability to float mana and then putting down another Baldur's skate and then tapping it again oh yeah, floating more mana and then killing yeah. them in, in one turn. The, Nick those trying to Nicks trick yeah. it's uh it's the real uh money shot, if you will, of, of this deck. If you can pull it off, it's pretty sweet. But usually when things come out like they're supposed to, you're you're winning with just hitting them in the face with really big creatures that happen to be kind of cheap, relatively speaking.
1: Can you mouse over uh of the Tracks?
2: Oh, yeah, this is the one that conjures uh, gates. This um, is nice to have um, because sometimes I don't get the right... Color gate. Right color gate so I can get the blue so I can cast growth spiral, because, um, as you can see, I don't have, I only have two, well, eight ones that do blue, which is fine, because I only have one card that requires blue. Sometimes you get in a situation where you have to drop this, and then pull a C-Tower out. When you conjure, yeah. do you choose? Yes.
1: <clears throat> okay. I just wonder, I guess my thing, I like the root snare, because it's going to give you some early, like, preventative. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I might swap out the rabid bite for something else, though. It's too dependent on you having a creature.
2: True, but what? And the, and this like removal that's in this this color set. Yeah, Green, well, I, you have red. I mean, Bonecrusher Giant is
0: a
1: good one. Well, modal.
2: Yeah, but it's too damage, man. One of my like. Mm-hmm.
0: So I I think Benoit is partially right rabbit bite is dependent on you having a creature and you only have 12 creatures.
2: Okay,
0: um, But also, yeah, you know, rabbit bite is a lot of damage with what you have in there. So I would almost think don't get rid of the rabbit bite, but cut it down some. Cause the other thing that you need is some early interaction, which mm-hmm. bone crusher does help with as well. So you get early, if you have two and two, you have some early interaction with bone crusher. Hmm. Uh, and you still have the rabid bite if you need it. I Maybe even I would go three and three and reduce your gargoyles by two.
2: I I would go with that because, like, I've, there's games where I don't even play the gargoyles because they're kind of
0: over. The- yeah, like, the ideally, you're ending it with either the ramp or the process. You're not trying to last yeah. until six with the gargoyle. Yeah. And it seems like it's kind of high end. When you need something more low end. So you mm-hmm. keep two gargoyles so that you have some bigger threats mm-hmm. still. And then you go down one rapid bite, add some bone crushers for early interaction. I think you're
2: in a lot better place. Yeah, I see that. I don't disagree with that. That's a good assessment. So drop down two gargoyles and one rabid bite and put in three bone crushers. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Okay. Sounds good. I do you like that? Other than that, I, I mean, think it's good.
1: I mean, yeah. the bane fire is awesome. The gates of blaze prove to be invaluable. So. For real.
2: The only other thing I was thinking about, and it's probably, uh, that's why I didn't do it because I was really heavy on the fence, is adding at least another root snare. But I think the uh, bone crusher scenario really deals with what I was concerned about. Like early game, like creatures getting away from me.
0: The other thing that I would think about, I, I might actually get rid of the growth spiral. Okay. Give me a second. Try and remember the name of the replacement here.
2: Yeah, I'd have to hear because I don't necessarily disagree with you. It rarely goes off to where I get to drop two lands. I just wish what do
1: the lands do? I mean, when you can pull random cards, right, and only use them once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's basically like drawing, but you got to pay for it, right? How much does it? They all cost four. Yes. I can't see them.
2: Yeah, they're all the they are all the same, just in different colors. But that's what they are. It's, take an on land card, activate only once. So it randomly selects a non-land card from your deck. Draws it for you. What if... What if? Okay,
1: crazy enough. Right. Okay. What if all your non-land cards were bangers? Like Colossal Sky Turtle. Uh, Do you
0: have the Plaza of Harmony in there, actually, before I go too far down this rabbit hole? Uh, the land? No. Nah, I can think about adding that. That'll give you mm-hmm. some life gain also. It'll give you allow you to get a little bit later into it.
2: But is that a gate? I don't
0: know. It's, it's not a gate, but when it enters the battlefield, if you control two or more gates, you gain three life. Uh, and when you tap it, yeah. you can add any mana of the type that a gate you control can produce.
2: Yeah, that is a good add. I like the life gain.
0: Guild summit. Yeah. That's the card I was thinking about replacing. Uh,
2: what's it do? Because and consider it. It's in blue, though, right? Yeah. When it enters it, a battlefield,
0: t- tap any number of gates
1: you control. Draw a card for each gate. Tap this way. When it enters the battlefield under your control, or when a gate enters the battlefield, draw a card. That would be a real. Yeah, gonna that's going uh, to give you
0: way more card draw. And then follow the tracks, I like. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Sir Curtuous Route, did you look at that? I did not. Uh, look for I, that real quick.
2: I s- oh. specifically wanted to play with this card, but. Right, just. You are expecting me to be able to spell stupid. I was just going to say search for route.
0: That's probably the easier. Can't
2: spell for <laughs> shit. So, so that's uh, search the library for two basic land cards and or gate cards and put them onto the battlefield. Yeah, that's a, that's a way better card.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> that gives you two. It's one more, but it gives you two and it gives you access to whatever color you need.
2: To put the, the Plaza Harmony in, what lands do you think I should cut? Because... I feel like if I'm doing Guild Summit, I'm going to need to put more blue land in my day. uh especially if I'm cutting all the tracks. Because, well, I, if you have eight land
0: mm-hmm. and you're running the circuitous route where you can search for the land that you need, that gives you 12 cards that are going to give you the blue mana. Okay. I wouldn't stress it too much.
2: I see what you're saying,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, I would play test it and see if that's how you still feel afterwards, but. Mm-hmm. If I was going to cut something, I would probably cut, like, one each of the guild gates or whatever guild gates. I would cut, what, one of the green-red guild gates and add a mono-blue one, or I would split the mono-red one mm. out. Is the second one is just green, isn't it? Never mind. Yeah, I would just take one each from there and put two blue ones in.
2: Sounds good. So we're doing... uh Two gargoyles, one rabbit bite, growth spirals out for no follow the tracks out. Yeah, because if you track.
1: have the um if you have the bone crushers, you have more early game targets for the rabbit mm-hmm. bite, so that's good. And it will be what four damage from the bone crusher or three? Four from the bone crusher. Yeah, four. That's pretty pretty decent. Alright, while you're doing that, follow me here. You make a card, you make all the cards you have in your deck are like bangers um <laughs> well that of course that's always what you want so you have all lands but you only have a few other cards you have like gatekeeper you have the uh well gatekeeper gargoyle is good gate colossus and then the gatebreaker ram mm-hmm. maybe the gates of blaze but the rest are all lands so that when you seek the card you're getting one of those really awesome cards you follow me like you're never going to get a dud.
0: I mean, so that you, sounds but, good on paper, but that's also like you're kind of very glass cannony at that point.
2: Yeah, cuz you can't you're, you've got very likely no nothing to do for five rounds. That's yeah.
1: that's why your lands are, are man lands or uh channel lands. Oh, okay. You might put some colossal sky turtles in there so you can just channel that thing.
0: Um, right, but then if you're doing that, what do you you don't have the gates to support gate colossus or gate break ram.
1: I think there's a way.
0: I think you're wrong.
1: What what rarity are these? Uncommons? Dang, I'm low on those. I shouldn't have cashed them in for, uh, um, I did that thing where you cash them into the commons and uncommons of the set and so then you can attacks. build yeah. your vault. Record. Yeah, it turns out the vault doesn't give you very much. I mean, it's helpful, but it's not. At this point,
2: I'd rather have those back. Uh, just gonna move on to, uh, other Dave's deck, or have we decided it's good enough since it it won all the, won all the things?
1: I mean, if you just real quick, uh, Superior Dave, I'm contractually obligated to call you now. If you just want to talk about what things really work in the deck, like I, I the Chain Whirler is good. Um, I mean, it's there. I did like, is there anything that's not like a usual like staple? I noticed the um, Robber of the Rich. I don't know why robber of the rich is not used very often.
0: I don't know either. It's one of my favorite cards.
1: Because if that's been around for a while, I feel like I should have played against it at some point. It's like it's like monkey, except you don't get a mana, but it doesn't really matter because the, the, you can spend the mana as if it was any color. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like the, the monkey's helpful because it helps you ramp, but mm-hmm. it also helps you cast the card that you've pulled, but it's worse than Monkey, but Monkey doesn't exist on here, so, like...
0: Yeah. So, a few of the things uh, that I don't run, because a lot of decks run the the Bugbear land. Yeah. And I just, to me, if I am using that land, then I am probably losing the match anyway, so I would just rather have a mountain and not have to worry about it coming in untapped. Uh, yeah,
1: I have found with the Bugbear land that a lot of times you use it as de- a defense, if you use yeah. it at all, and you don't get that extra token, so burning uh, tree emissary is that just to ramp into another spell?
0: Yeah, it's just a double. There have been multiple times. It didn't happen any time while I was playing you guys, where I can burning tree into a robber, or burning tree into another burning tree into another robber, and have six basically three two twos yeah. out on turn two.
1: Yeah, that like, seems pretty good. Because you're pretty no. much always going to have a spell to play with that, unless your hand's empty. The, um, uh, I mean, Goblin Chain Whirler wouldn't maximize that, but that's like the only one, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else I can use it for? colourless. There, I messed up on it one time with Goblin Chain Whirler. Rolling Vortex has been awesome. I think yes. this is a really underutilized card. It is, especially in the Meadow right now, where so much stuff gets cast for free, mm-hmm. like your Orthopter.
1: Yep. I was going to die if I didn't play it anyway, so...
0: Yeah. The the Kari Zev I've gone back and forth on, so I like to have... I'd like to have two of her, but then for some reason, every time I had two of her, I end up with both of her in my hand and I'm like, okay, great. I can't play one.
1: Yeah. She's really... Like, the thing about Kari Zev is she's very hard to kill unless you direct damage her or exile her,
0: And she Um. plays... She she plays really great in the Torbrin because it gives me two sources right. of red damage to yep. increase the damage of. Absolutely, um, rather than the one that all these other two drops do. But it's yeah. just I I need to be streamlined, and if I get two of her, I'm not. And one thing I'll
1: also notice about your thing is your mana curves a lot better than than what mine is. I I have a not a good, lot of slots on two. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of cards on the two. That's why I was fiddling around with the steel overseer. Cause it costs two. And I wanted to fill that a lot of times on turn two, I would like try to make a servo or something, but I need to find a better slot for that. So yeah, consistency is... with your mana curve is very being consistent. Also lends to you
0: winning rate. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of having a consistent curve. And I do find a lot of situations, even with 24 land, I, I end up not being able to drop a 3-drop or a 4-drop on turn 3 or 4 sometimes. And really? Get, yeah. When I saw so this 24
1: land, I was like, oh, that's a lot for an aggro, but then you can, you factor in the Rama Map ruins, Yeah,
0: and that's helpful.
1: Can you uh, scroll over Castle Embreath? Yeah, I think I, I, t- I might take a Mound out and make
0: that two Embreaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can or, see that. Yeah. Could be a good mana dump. For the most part, that's going to come into play unta- or untapped. Right. Yeah, there shouldn't be any circumstance where that's coming into play tapped. It's not like I have a whole bunch of other non-basic lands. I'm afraid to go up beyond two because that might happen, but I feel like at two I should be fine. Yeah, all these things like the Vortex and the Ferocidon, when you combine it with Torbrin, really do numbers on people. Yeah,
1: I, I can see that.
0: But Robert the Rich is still... Robert the Rich is probably my favorite card that has come out since arena started full
1: stop like not even joking that was the card that pissed me off the most <laughs> cuz you put you 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 stole my and this is monkey issues right it's the same thing you stole my nettlesist you stole a Dovin. and i was like if i just had that nettlesist i'd be in a better place right now
0: yeah there was a a match that i played while i was waiting for you guys to get online where i stole someone's arc mage's charm and uh, the the next, the final bit of combat, I had two of uh, the ringleaders out. Mm-hmm. He Archmage Charmed the ringleader so that he could block the lethal damage. And then I used his own Archmage's Charm to steal it back.
1: <laughs> That's funny. No, man, he shouldn't be a rogue either. That Reckless Ringleader is uh, really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's real nice too because once Robert. Rich has exiled stuff. I can get it with the rogue, with the reckless ringleader. When right. Attacks. Yeah. Yep. It's any rogue after that.
1: Robert the Rich is pretty cool. Cause even with the monkey, you have to cast it on that turn. Mm-hmm. You can't cast it on a later turn. Now you're always going to cast it uh, second main, but I feel like that leaves you in more modality.
0: It really makes me want to build a three color rogue deck. But there's just not enough in red rogues to make it worth adding it to the current yeah. blue black rogues.
1: What's um robber of the richest price? In you mean two sixty six? Wow. So it's it's poor man's monkey, and he's the robber of the rich. That's funny. So that's it. That's uh, I guess that's the deck analysis here. You can check out our decks on Moxfield.
2: I'll have to say, watching your guys' decks do the thing um, was inspiring. Well, I thank you.
1: Yours was as well.
2: All right, Ben. Uh, why don't you uh, tell them where we can, where they can find us?
1: You can find us on Twitter at mpgpod. You can find my me on my personal Twitter at be nice mpg. Where can they find you, moderator
2: Dave? They can find me on Twitter at Dave underscore mpg. Other Dave, I assume, still is not found the internet, and he's likely better for it. The
0: internet exists. I don't understand.
2: Yeah, it's a thing. Uh,
1: we'll tell you about. It later. Yeah, I. You really need to figure it out because I'm tired of having you like mail me your um, clip in a in a thing. Like I don't like talking over the phone anymore. It's there's a lot better quality that we could be using. But, if you just get the internet,
0: but then all my bubble mailers would go waste.
2: Playing magic by mail is is actually rather difficult. <laughs> you gotta okay. take a photo of your board state, uh, get the get the photo developed, and then mail it to you it's a it's a it's a whole process
0: yeah
2: anyways um if anybody would like to send us an email about whatever uh, maybe uh provide some advice to other dave about how to get the internet um you can do that by sending an email to show at com. so yeah um
1: also Uh, We're going to post our decks on Moxfield, so check out the links in the show notes. If you have any suggestions on how to improve them, you can send us an email or DM us on Twitter. I guess that's a wrap.
2: Uh, Outro music. What? What?
0: Go get a disc
1: out of like a CD pizza place and at the internet. Is that
2: how it works? Yeah, AOL. It's yeah. been a
0: while for you, sure. hasn't it? Dragon Net, the only internet. In s- oh, yeah. You had to go to Leisure Time video to get it.
2: <laughs> you know, I played a fair amount of magic at the back of C- uh, Le- Leisure Time. Yeah. place was all right.
0: <laughs> I was just, it was always the strangest thing to me to like walk into that pizza place, be like, I need the internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you sell the internet on a disc give me the internet
0: <laughs> give me that dragon net
2: <laughs> that's oh, what hilarious.
1: the times what the times have changed
2: oh what the times